I want to speak to you about a very important subject. Now, every year, every year, um, I, I speak about two subjects to begin with, and for some reason, this year, I reversed it. Um, but last week, I spoke about prayer. This week, I want to speak about reading your Bible. And I say these two things all the time because these two messages, I, I love preaching these two things as the first two things I preach every year because it is so important. It is so important, the simple concepts of read your Bible and pray. Read your Bible and pray. We spoke about prayer last week, but today I want to talk about reading your Bible. Matter of fact, the reason why these things are so important to me is because when I was a kid and I went to Sunday school, this is the only, the, one of the two things I remember that my Sunday school teacher used to always tell me. The first thing she used to tell me was, you're a devil child. The second thing she, <laughs> the second thing she used to tell me was, read your Bible and pray. That's what she told us. Read your Bible and pray. Read your Bible and pray. And I, you know, over the years, I cannot believe how simple these things are, but how important these things are. And the reason why I'm able to put so much expectation in God, the reason why I'm able to pray prayers that are beyond normal, like, like with, you know, just, you know, Lord, help us have a good day at weather today. Help us to have a, you know, do good on my test today. Besides those normal prayers, able to pray prayers that go beyond the norm and to put all of your expectation in the impossible. The reason why I'm able to do that is simply because of the word of God. It's the word of God that has taught me how to pray. It's the word of God that has taught me who he is. And the reading the Bible is so important. The simplicity of it is, will change your life. You see, prayer deepens our communication with God. Prayer deepens our, our relationship with God. And, and, and we seek him. We lay our requests before him. We, we just talk to him. We listen. It's so important. We listen in prayer. But it is the Bible that we discover God's voice. It is the Bible that speaks to us directly. It's the Bible that lets us know who God is. It's the Bible who helps us understand understand how he works it's the bible that is his voice second timothy 3 16 says all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work it is god's word breathed if you don't have a good understanding of what you're reading you'll never you'll miss the point this is god speaking to you Recently, I, I was talking to a friend, and, and I told him that something impossible was going to happen. And he says, man, I hope so. I hope so. And, and, um, and, and like I said, things don't look the way like it's going to happen. And so he texts me, and he says, hey, Pete, are you sure you heard God's voice? Are you sure you heard God's voice? Because I told him, I said, this is what God told me. And he says, are you sure? And I said to him, yes. And then I went back to prayer. Lord, hopefully, please, please make me, you know, don't make me look like a fool, God. But the thing is, is that I believe in God's voice because I know him and it's because of the word of God, the Holy Spirit that makes it alive to us. And when you read God's word, this book that has been God breathed, you begin to understand clearly his voice. It's important to know his voice clearly. I was telling someone in church one time, we were talking about winter driving and I said yeah you know my wife and I we were dating and I wanted to take her home to Michigan to to meet my parents and and to meet the family and as we're going we hit end up hitting some black ice and and we end up going into a ditch and and it was a terrible situation 
And the person leans into me and they said, did they ever catch him? I said, catch who? The black guys. I said, black ice. I hit black ice. You know, so when you are not clear, you don't understand clearly. It's because you haven't heard. But the best way to hear God's voice, the best way to hear God's voice is through his word. It is through his word where you clearly hear God. You read what he is saying to you. And that's where you develop that confidence in knowing his voice. And when you don't clearly hear You'll never understand who God really is. And so I want us to to just grab a hold this year. If If you're not on a reading plan, if you're not on a discipline, please do something that will help you get into God's word. If you need a custom reading plan, I can make any type of reading plan for you. You know, I've put my kids on like a two-year program. My wife reads Monday through Friday. I read, you know, um, Monday through Saturday. You know, so, so it is important to just continue to get into the word of God. And any way you want to get into the word of God, as long as you're getting into it, is great. Some people like to do it on their phones. You know, I just, I have a problem doing it on my phone because there's so many other things on my phone. But that's fine if you just, as long as you're getting into the word of God. Some people like to, to do it, you know, you know, listen to it because maybe your, your eyesight or maybe you just have a hard time reading and you listen to it. That's great. Get God's word into your ears, into your soul. Uh, for me, I, I just... For me, I just like the good old-fashioned paper. I just like putting out my word and getting my highlighter, getting my pen, getting my journal, and just digging into it. And, and personally, I don't even use one of those fancy study Bibles that you think pastors would have that have all the cross-references. And I, It's just plain text. It literally is the, the plainest Bible you can find. Big print because my eyes are bad, but, but, but find, just find a Bible, find something, get into God's word. And uh, the most important thing is that you're just reading it. So I want to give you some practical advice on reading the Bible this morning. Just several things. First of all, just read it. Please, just read the Bible. Let the Word of God speak to you. And give Him your best time. You know, I don't know, for some of these people, it seems like their best time is like 11 p.m. at night. That's, That's horrible. I mean, I'm in bed by 11. You know, for me, between 4 and 6... Man, that's prime time right there. That's prime. Don't disagree with me, Will. Try it. It's great. Between four and six, I just, I just really love that time. And that's when I want to give God my best. So whatever time you read, just, just read it. So the first thing is just read the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. You know, the, the Bible tells us in James 1.22, do not merely listen to the Word, so deceive yourself but do what it says. You have to get into it. Don't just read it and skim through it, but read it for a purpose. Read it because you want to hear God's voice. And then what is important is that believe what you read. Believe what you read. Don't read into the Bible what you want it to say. Don't read into the Bible what you are hoping it says, but read the Bible and believe what it says. There are some amazing things in the Bible, and at face value, it would be very difficult to to take God at his word. But I've learned this, that it's best to take God at his word. It's best to let him tell you that all things are possible to him who believes. It's best to let him know, to let your spirit know that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And you just got to believe it because that's what it says. So read the Bible. Just read it. You know... 
It's so important to, to be disciplined in how you read it too. And so not only do you read it, but you also need to study it. You need to study it. And, and when people hear the word study, they go back to school and all of a sudden their mind says, forget it. I don't want to do that ever again. My wife, when she graduated from college, she was so happy. I remember the first time when we got married and we, well, we've been married only one time. The first time we got married. Well, just once, guys, just once. But I remember the first time when, when she says, I'm done with school. We got married. We come back from a honeymoon and our first day in apartment. The next morning, I was so excited because I get to see my new bride in my apartment. And it was like 1 o'clock and she woke up. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is, this is horrible. She goes, I'm done, done with school, done with college. I'm never going back to school again. First job she had, male, sent her back to school. So, so the thing is, is that when we hear the word study sometimes it doesn't doesn't ring well with our ears but we need to do our best to try to understand and go beyond just the surface and begin to let the word of God just reveal itself Jesus tells us this in John 16 but when he said the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth He'll not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears, and the Spirit will tell you what is to come. He'll glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So Jesus is telling us, listen, the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he is going to remind you of my words so that you understand them. He's going to teach us and guide us. We need to study God's word. And there are many tools that are out there. You know, when, when Jasmine and I, we were meeting and talking about, you know, different study habits, I pulled out all of this, this program that I invested thousands of dollars on. And I'm like, here, Jasmine, check this out. You can parse this word. You can look up this and simple search and all this. She goes, oh, yeah, I get that online for free. I'm like, what? Free? I just spent thousands of dollars for this. So there are tools out there everywhere to help you study. But the best study method that you will do and the, the method that I do before I even crack open a commentary or look at a dictionary, before I do anything, it's simply this. It's called SOAP. It's scripture, observation, application, prayer. Such a simple thing to do as you're reading the word of God. Maybe, maybe you're reading a passage of scripture and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Just go over that scripture and read it. Observe what it says who are, the, who are the characters in there? What is God trying to do? What are the, what are the people fearing? What are they thinking? What's the, the context around? What's the story? What's behind the story? And then all of a sudden starting to apply, okay, how can I apply that to my life? And then turn it into a prayer. And you have just a wonderful way of studying God. And you did all of that without even going to college for it. There are so many ways to study the word of God, but the point is simply study it. Let it deepen your relationship with God. Let it deepen your relationship and you will appreciate the depth of scripture and God will just begin to speak to you. So not only do we need to just read it and study it, but we also need to meditate on it. Now this is honestly one of my favorite things to do with scripture because what this does is it really begins to peel open the onion and you begin to get down into the depth of who God is. Meditating on scripture, Psalm 119 tells us, verse 48, I reach out of, for your commands, which I love, that I meditate on your decrees. To meditate means to think intently upon and at length, to turn it over, to turn over your thoughts, to bring it 
to consider it. You know, sit back and think about God in Scripture. Sit back and think about, you know, as we are just, you know, moving past the Christmas season and Jesus came and the Holy, or the Holy Spirit came and overshadowed Mary and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. We call her the Virgin Mary. Have you ever just sat, sat back and just thought about that for a moment? How in the world can this girl who was not even married at the time all of a sudden become pregnant? I mean, they didn't have the scientists back then to, to try to inject the egg. and They didn't have any of that back then. And here is this girl, and, and she's not even a famous person. She, she's just this little girl, and, and the Lord chooses her. God chooses this unknown girl to give birth to his son because she was good. So you start to meditate on that, and you just start to peel back the layers, and you start to see how important it is to be willing to believe what God tells you. You know, the Bible said that the Spirit overshadowed her. How do you know that she was pregnant? You know, when, when, you know, nowadays, if you want to find out if you're pregnant, you know, the girl will take a little device and she will tell you if it's two lines, yes, if it's one line, no. Or maybe it's backwards. I don't know. But, but the thing is, is that there are things that help us understand. We go to doctors. They can do ultrasounds. Like Mary didn't know. And so when you start to meditate on that story and start to really think about it, it's a pretty awesome story. We breeze through it because we've seen things like this on Hollywood. We've seen things like this in movies. But this is real. And when you meditate on it, it's going to just explode in your mind how good and how awesome he is. The benefits of medication, medication, the benefits of meditation. <laughs> there's some good benefits for medication too. But the benefits of meditation is this, is it anchors your soul into the word of God. A year and a half ago, 4th of July, I was so discouraged. I just wanted to run away from everything, and so we ran up to family camp. Just left, and, and we went up to family camp just for a day. Now, if you know me, I never leave for family camp, or I never leave anywhere unless we leave early. Because what's the point of going in the midday? And, and it was like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, let's go. It's a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour trip. We're not even going to get up there until 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It makes no sense. But I was so discouraged. I just said, forget it. i got to get out of here. And so I just said, let's go to family camp. We did. We went to family camp. And on the way up to family camp, I was just battling my thoughts because I was so discouraged at that moment. And we get up there, and it's time for the evening service. And so we sit there, and, and they had the praise and worship service. But I just sat there. I didn't, or stood there, stood there with everyone else. But I didn't participate in it at all. And as I was there, I was just thinking, you know, hear these songs, you know. Um, you know, and I think they were playing Build My Life, you know. And I will trust you, put all my faith in you, hope. And I, and I said, God, I've trusted you. And look where this has gotten me. And I was just, I was hurt. I was down. And then all of a sudden, it was during the announcements that the Lord spoke to me. That the Lord spoke to me that not one promise I've ever made you, son, will ever fail. And I immediately thought of Psalm 22. Because this is the verse that Jesus quoted when he was on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Because see, on the cross, Jesus quotes this verse, but Jesus knows the content of that psalm, Psalm 22. And in that content, in the context of Psalm 22, it talks about how he'll never let me die. He'll never leave me, even in death. And before that, it says this, that you've never failed our ancestors. And I started to think about that, Lord, you never failed my ancestors. You never failed Abraham. You never failed Moses. You never failed Peter and Paul. You never failed my mom. You'll never fail me. All that is is a byproduct of meditation upon his word. Of anchoring yourself. Even when the storm is blowing, even when chaos is all around you, you, because of meditation, you anchor yourself into God's word and you hold to it. You hold to it. Read it, study it, meditate upon it, memorize it. You know, memorization is such an important thing. And listen, you may not have a great memory where, you know, you can memorize whole verses and chapters and all that. And, and for me, that's hard to do as well but I know where to find it. And it's important to know that memorization benefits you because it, it, just, it just digs deep in your heart and you're able to quote those verses when you need them the most. You know, one of the verses my mom taught me right away was uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I've held on to that time and time again. I know that verse, that has been a verse, you know, Psalm 119, you know, verse 9 and 10, how can someone keep, the, how can a young man keep himself pure by hiding God's word in his heart? You memorize these things so that it just becomes a part of you, but also memorize it so that you can bless others. You know, if, if someone came up to me and they're struggling, you know, I don't think I can do it. It's just getting hard. Hey, just read your Bible, Philippians 4.13. You can tell them where to go. And so memorization is a, just an important part of it. Personalize it. Personalize scripture. Make it your scripture. One of my favorite verses, Psalm, 190, or Psalm 91, says this. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him and I will protect him. He acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. When I read that in scripture, I just would put my name right there. And, and when I read my Bible and scriptures are important to me or something really speaks to me, I'll just take a little index card and I'll write that verse out. And when I wrote that verse out, it's hanging up on my wall in my office. If I wrote that verse out, I put on there, because Pete loves me. Because Pete loves me. The Lord said, I will rescue him and I will protect him. And that becomes personal to me. Make it personal. Let it be your scripture. This is God speaking to you. And then... Another, another advice is then begin to pray it. Begin to pray what you've learned. You know, it's so, my prayer times, I don't know about you, but sometimes my prayer times are pretty dry. Sometimes my prayer times, you know, it's like, you know, I just need more coffee because I'm falling asleep. It's boring. There are times when it's like that. But I'll tell you, whenever I pray scripture, my prayer times come alive. And that's because we are just praying what God is speaking to us and we're reinforcing our faith in the Lord. So this morning, I, I, you know, these are just simple things. You didn't come to church to, and you're not going to be blown away by anything I said because you know this. But I want you just to understand my heart. 
The two things that I value the most is read my Bible and pray. The two things that I value the most is read my Bible and pray. Because if I read my Bible, I will discover his voice. I will hear his voice. I will know his voice. And I will begin to know the Father much better than I ever have. And if I pray, I will begin to have that relationship that I always wanted, that deep personal relationship. Just like my Sunday school teacher told me, I tell you, you devil child children. No, <laughs> I tell you this. Read your Bible and pray. Read your Bible and pray. Make a commitment. Say, Lord, I'm going to read my Bible this year. I don't know if, if like I said, if, 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 you know, if, this, if everyone here is on a plan or everyone here has read the Bible. I read the Bible multiple times a year, and I don't say that to brag. I say that because that's what I need. That's what I desire. I just can't get enough of his word. So please, Make it a challenge. Read your Bible. Get on a plan. If you need help with the plan, just let me know. We'll make something up for you. We'll get that to you. But please, just read your Bible.